What is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to episode 31 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. Today's episode is going to be my Mock Draft 4.0. It's going to be a solo pod and we are going to be going over my fourth Mock Draft of the 2020 draft. I've done three so far. They've all been on my main YouTube channel. Uh, Six Rings of Steel is that name. Um, I'm sure all of you know of it. You're probably coming over from YouTube if you're listening to these podcasts. But if you don't know, it's youtube.com slash Six Rings of Steel. And I've done three other mock drafts. So today we are going to be doing our fourth one. I went on Tankathon and I uh, did a randomized lottery so i got a new order and if you guys are watching on youtube you can kind of see the excel document i'm going to be typing each pick on and what the order is looking like but i will go over the order right now so the team that won the lottery was the golden state warriors the new york knicks got the second pick they were a riser the cleveland cavaliers got the third pick atlanta hawks at four minnesota timberwolves at five they dropped there uh, detroit pistons at six chicago bulls at seven charlotte hornets at eight Washington Wizards at 9, Phoenix Suns at 10, San Antonio Spurs at 11, Sacramento Kings at 12, New Orleans Pelicans at 13, and Portland Trailblazers at 14. So uh, these are the playoff, or these are the non-playoff teams, excuse me, at the moment. So we'll see with the 10 games that happen post uh, July 31st to whenever the playoffs start, how many of those teams that I just mentioned are going to get in. Like is Portland or the Pelicans going to get in? And we'll see Boston here because the uh, Memphis will drop out and that pick will convey to Boston. But the Golden State Warriors got the number one pick here, and I'm going to have them select Anthony Edwards, a wing, I guess, yeah, we're getting right into this, a wing out of Georgia. Now, you might be like, okay, what? Now, if I'm the Warriors here, I might think about trading down, just might think about trading down to like three or four, because, I mean, Anthony Edwards would be an intriguing fit. Obviously, they have their backcourt in Steph and Clay. They have their small forward that's making a lot of money in Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond is probably going to be more more of a four than can play the five, but we'll see how he does next year um, with Clay and Steph back. But putting Anthony Edwards on this team probably makes him the sixth man, or you're going to put Wiggins as the sixth man, but I don't know if they're going to do that. So he's probably going to be the sixth man. Maybe they can roll lineups out if they think Wiggins can develop where he can guard fours, but I just, we haven't seen that from his career where they can go Curry at the one, Clay at the two, Edwards at the three, or excuse me, Edwards at the two, Clay at the three, and then have Wiggins at the four, Draymond at the five. Honestly, I would have felt comfortable Clay guarding some smaller fours definitely before his ACL, but we don't know how he's going to be on the defensive end uh, in the 2021 season when he comes back. But I think this is what they would do here. This is not what I would do, but this is what I think would happen. This is a mock draft. This is not a big board um, or this isn't. Yeah. So I'm going to think they're going to go Anthony Edwards. I would like James Wiseman on this team. I would. Maybe he's a little inexperienced though, because the Warriors are going to be good right away, probably with Steph and Clay going to be fully healthy and whoever they draft here is. But who knows? James Wiseman might not be ready for the spotlight in the NBA. Edwards, he did get some college experience under his belt this year, and Lamelo probably would be the most comfortable pick here if you're trying to base it off somebody who wouldn't be kind of shy right away and will just not be scared at all. So I, I don't think the Warriors should take Lamelo Ball. I, I think that he would just not be a fit whatsoever. I think it's either Wiseman or Edwards here, and honestly. Yeah, I, I really, I guess, wouldn't be opposed to Wiseman because wings, more valuable than centers who can't shoot, like a, a 3D potential wing uh, who has scoring potential and defensive potential in Edwards compared to kind of James Wiseman, who could be a nice rim runner, uh, he could be a nice roll man, but 
Is he ever going to be a number one option on a good team? I don't know. We haven't seen that from a center uh, that's been to the finals in what? Forever, pretty much. Um, I, Dwight Howard was probably the last team that like the center was the best big man on that team. I guess if you're going to count Dirk, but Dirk wasn't really a center. But you know what I mean? Uh, I'm kind of speaking a lot about this number one pick. But yeah, I'm going to have Anthony Edwards going to the Warriors here. Uh, there was that rumor about uh, the San Francisco Chronicle came out and said they would most likely take Anthony Edwards if they got the number one overall pick. And maybe that would scratch some heads, but honestly, I don't think it would in my opinion. I think Lamelo's off the table for them, and I think they might view Wiseman as a reach for one, or they just don't think he's the best player in the draft. It might be Edwards, and for the Warriors, you really don't need a center because they can have so many types of lineups, and Kevon Mooney will hopefully be healthy next year where they could put him at the five. And then if they want to pick anybody up in free agency, or maybe they could trade down with... I don't know, Atlanta, and they could pick up, maybe that's a bad example. Uh, I, I was just trying to think of a team they could trade down to between Cleveland, Atlanta, and Minnesota, maybe pick up a serviceable center, but <laughs> Cleveland really, I mean, if Cleveland had Tristan Thompson, like, like that would be kind of cool if they had him under contract and they were able to use that Iggy trade exception, you get Tristan Thompson, and then you can draft Anthony Edwards at three or um, whoever is there at three, Killian Hayes or something like that. But yeah, uh, I have the Warriors taking Anthony Edwards at number one. So moving on to pick two here, this one was fairly easy. I have the Knicks selecting LaMelo Ball out of the NBL or NBL, not the NBL. Uh, LaMelo Ball would probably be the most logical pick here for the New York Knicks who desperately need a point guard. I've mentioned that plenty of times before they need that shot creator playmaker uh, guy that you could trust with the ball in his hands and he could facilitate and space the floor and that's kind of a mellow ball yes his shooting numbers were bad in the nba in the nbl wow i keep wanting to say nba but i think he's going to be a serviceable shooter in the nba because his free throw shooting wasn't terrible and uh, i think it could translate and hopefully in like i don't know if it'll be great if with him in new york but in the nba hopefully coaching will be like all right you're not going to be taking 25 shots tonight you could take between like 13 and 17 Lamelo, but they need to be good shots. He's not going to be chucking up threes, but <laughs> the Knicks probably aren't the greatest spot for that due to their coaching history, but who knows? Uh, but I think he would be a nice fit with RJ Barrett. Uh, it would obviously not help out the defense of that team, but they would have RJ, who definitely showed some signs of being an okay defender in the NBA or a pretty good defender, uh, especially in the beginning of the year. Then he kind of uh, fell off a little bit on defense and throughout the middle of the year. Mitchell Robinson is a great rim protector, and they obviously need to figure out their power forward situation and their small forward situation for the future. But if you have like Mo Harkless out there, he's not a bad perimeter defender. And then maybe you have like Taj Gibson at the four because Julius Randle, not a great power forward um, on the defensive side of the ball. But I think Lamelo is a no brainer here you get like in new york they're gonna sell tickets with him i mean if fans can go to games uh he's gonna sell a bunch of jerseys a bunch of merch and he could be the best player from this draft he definitely has probably the best offensive potential out of anybody in this draft he's a fantastic passer he's a good ball handler he's good in transition he has high basketball iq he's he seems like he's a very experienced player even though he's only 19 years old uh and i think playing in the nba nbl wow i'm butchering that so much in the last two minutes but i think it helped him out a lot and i think the knicks would love to get him in this draft without having to trade up because i think if the knicks ended up with like four or five or three whatever and they think lamello can go ahead they might use the Dallas picks. They might use that Clippers pick. They might use an asset. Uh, maybe they would they'd be willing to get rid of Kevin Knox or something like that to move up to get LaMelo Ball because this is the type of draft where it's not the most loaded draft class in the world. It's universally looked at as a weak draft. And I think teams would definitely be listening to trade out of number one and be willing to take on, like, get an extra first or two. Um, if, like, the Knicks maybe wanted to go from five to one, they would give up that Clippers pick this year and a future Dallas pick. And a team might do that. A team might do that because who knows maybe the pistons get the number one overall pick but they really like killian hayes or they really like 
Denny Avdias, so they might be willing to trade down. So who knows what's going to happen there. We are definitely going to figure it out once the lottery happens, and that's not happening till what? <laughs> October 10th, October 15th, something like that. So we have a ways away till the lottery, but we'll know who the lottery teams are going to be in about two months, which is pretty nice. So uh, moving on to Cleveland here. This one is tricky because they just spent their 2018 first round pick and it was what sixth overall seventh seventh uh and they drafted colin sexton out of alabama they thought he would be a point guard coming in and then he's kind of been more of a two he hasn't been as good of a passer but he's been a good inside scorer and he's been a good um just an overall like an overall good offensive player um at least scoring wise like he's not much of a facilitator and he kind of likes the ball in his hands and then they drafted darius garland uh with the fifth pick i believe in the 20 yeah, the fifth pick here in the 2019 NBA draft. And he, he had a, a rough start to the season, but then he came alive as of late throughout the middle of the season. And then at the end of the season, they had obviously, um, they had all their issues this year throughout the whole Kevin Love saga and the John Beeline saga. I think here they would go with James Wiseman. Uh, I think they would really love Anthony Edwards in this draft. And I think same with the Atlanta Hawks at four. Uh, Atlanta, you could put Edwards next to Trey Young. And then you could maybe have Edwards as the three in Cleveland. But I'm going to go with James Wiseman here. I think they would go with best player available because they have their backcourt right now. I don't know if Sexton is going to be the long-term answer there or Garland. But they do have their backcourt there. So it would kind of not make a lot of sense to draft another guard unless they were like, all right, we're going to be trading Garland or Sexton before the 2021 season starts and then at the front court it's a little less long-term like outlook because you have kevin love who's north of 30 and he's not going to be there probably past his next contract unless they might trade him but that is still an opportunity or that's still a chance of happening probably not going to happen but there is a chance and then andre drummond will be an unrestricted free agent if he is to opt in this summer in 2021 and who knows where his market value is going to be at but i think Cleveland can look for that center for the future in Wiseman. He can pair up with Sexton and Garland, and you can roll from there. I would really like Cleveland to maybe trade down here. I don't know if they would be able to get off the Kevin Love contract in a trade down, but a trade down wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Maybe get another asset. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Chicago would like to trade up here or Charlotte. Um, maybe Charlotte would love James Wiseman and they'd be willing to give up. Who knows? Maybe they would give up Miles Bridges and eight. Probably not. Maybe not Miles Bridges, but they would maybe give up eight and a top five first next year. If they can get Wiseman, I think Charlotte would love Wiseman in this draft, but who knows? Uh, I think I would like Cleveland to trade down here, but if they were to stay at three, I'm going to have them taking James Wiseman. Drummond will probably be leaving in 2021, and if they aren't going to pay him to bring him back, he will be the, uh, the franchise center there for at least his rookie contract, and then if he doesn't request a trade by then. But uh, moving on to pick four here. I have the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, this one is tricky uh, because we had our top three go off the board in Edwards, Lamelo, and Wiseman. And the Hawks, they don't need a center. Uh, they addressed that at the deadline, picking up Clint Capella and Dwayne Dedman. So Aneka Kongwu is pretty much off the board. John Collins is probably going to get his max extension. I don't see the Hawks really letting him walk for nothing in the 2020 uh, one offseason when he's going to be eligible for that rookie extension. Uh, or he can get it as early as the start of this season before... Well, it's usually October, but now it might be January or December, whenever the season starts. So I, I, I don't see them going after a Kongwu or Obi Toppin, but maybe if they viewed um, Collins possibly as leaving or they would trade Collins, maybe they would go Toppin, but I just don't see that happening. So it, this is tough here because I think they would love Edwards, and I don't think they would draft a mellow ball because they have Trey, Trey Young as their one. They have Kevin Herter as their two. They have Hunter and Reddish as their threes. I think that they would go for a potential shooting guard, and I think maybe guys like RJ Hampton could potentially go here. But who I think could go here, 
I'm struggling here, but it's between two players or three players in my mind. One, Killian Hayes. Two, Isaac Okoro. That might be a reach and a half. And three, Denny Avdia. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to have them. I think I might have him select Denny here. I think it's a personal reach. I don't like Denny that much, but I think this is what they would do here. I think they would look for a wing. I think this is a prime example or prime candidate of a trade down here with Atlanta. I think they would definitely explore their options to trade down and maybe take an okay, like, or it would be an okay spot to take an RJ Hampton or Isaac Okoro or a Devin Vassell in a, um, in a couple picks later. But I, I don't think uh, we're not going to do trading down for, for this mock draft. So I'm going to have them taking Denny um, Avdija or Avida, however you want to pronounce his name. I butcher it all the time. I might even spelled it wrong if you're watching the YouTube video and not listening on Spotify or uh, Apple Pod. But I'm going to have them taking Denny Avida. Now, Denny, I'll just call him Denny so I don't have to butcher his name anymore. He's a interesting prospect. I think he's closer to Mario Hazonia than he is to Luka Doncic if you want to get... Um, European comparisons in here. He's he didn't shoot well from three at all this year. He shot below, I believe, thirty percent on his season in um Maccabi Tel Aviv is the Israel team he played for, which is like the top team there. And he didn't really get a boatload of opportunities throughout the first half of the year. He did have some very good games. He's crazy athletic for his size and he his free throw shooting was also poor, which kind of scares me if it's going to translate to the next level. So I'm very wary on that. And his defense, it wasn't spectacular. I think he does have a chance to be a solid defender in the NBA, but I, I'm not going to beg on him being like an all defensive player one day or a really good player. And I think he has a lot of question marks and I would stay away from him, um, stay away from him at least in the top six, probably. I wouldn't take him, but Atlanta, they're not going to take a center probably unless they really like a Kung Wu and they can view him as a good backup center and a backup big, the first big off the bench if Deadman isn't going to be there. Maybe they view Obi Toppin as a top player in this draft who could be their sixth man and maybe a safety valve if they don't bring back John Collins, uh, but I think they could go wing here, uh, I think, um, and that could be Denny Avdia, but I think they could trade down if they were to get a top four pick with Wiseman and Edwards off the board. I don't think Lamelo and Trey Young would be a good fit together at all. But I'm gonna have them going Denny Avdia here. Um, Avida. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I butcher it all the time. I may, I'll call up Denny and ask him how how do you say it. But moving on to pick five here, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm gonna have them selecting Obi Toppin out of Dayton. He was the Naismith uh, Player of the Year, arguably the best player in college basketball this season. They desperately. I'm gonna use that again, like I did with the Knicks in the point guard position. They desperately need a power forward. They need somebody that can play next to Cat. Do I think this is a good decision? No. Uh, I think that they could potentially go Neko Okonwu here. I think I would per personally do that, or maybe I would go Killian Hayes in the backcourt, uh, or something like that. RJ Hampton to pair with D'Lo as well. But I think they would go Obi Toppin here. Uh, Obi Toppin has question marks on the defensive side of the ball. He's not the quickest guy there, and for some reason, he's just not as strong in the paint as he is on the offensive end. Because on the offensive end, He's a very good post player. He's a very good inside scorer. And he shot, I think, about like, uh, he shot 30, what, 5%, 36% on threes this year, uh, or 34% at Dayton. And it was on like three attempts a night, but that is a good sign to see. But some of his misses, like, were really bad. Um, I don't know how much you want to take that into effect, but 
He's he's an intriguing prospect. I believe he's 22 years old as a sophomore. So he's going to be a very old player coming into the NBA for um, these players' usual age, which is usually 19 or 20. So he'll be 22. He'll have experience. I guess you could say that. And I think they would want to put him next to Cat. I don't think this would be a great idea due to his defensive concerns. And I think with Cat not being a great defender and D'Lo already not being a great defender, they could probably use a defensive-minded player here. And maybe Okonwu could fit with Cat. Two guys that are kind of centers, but maybe you could put a Kongwu or even Cat at the four, because uh, Cat can obviously space the thing, uh, the floor out. But I think I'm going to have them go Obi Toppin, who could also space the floor. And if he could develop to be a serviceable defender in the league, I think this could be a solid pick. But his defense scares me with already not going to get any help from his center and Carl Anthony Towns and. His point card isn't a great defender, so this pick would scare me. But yeah, my last two picks are definitely questionable with Denny Avida going here at four and then Obi Toppin coming here at five to the Timberwolves. So at pick six here, I'm going to have the Detroit Pistons select Killian Hayes, a point guard slash combo guard out of, I guess you could say Germany. He played in France, but he's from Germany. And the Pistons need a lot in this draft. They do, because they're going to probably be one of the worst teams in the league next year. I think that they should try to trade Derrick Rose for maybe like a pick between 18 and 12 if some team would want Derrick Rose on their team and they view this draft uh, kind of falls off after like pick 10 and they would trade their first for Derrick Rose. I think that they should definitely call teams about moving Derrick Rose um, if Derrick Rose is open to that because he's been great. He's been um, supportive there in Detroit and I, I think this would be something if Derrick wants. Uh, but if they, if both sides are like, all right, let's go through with the trade, they should definitely try to move Derrick Rose. So Killing Aids could play next to Luke Kennard. Um, in their first year, see how they do. Uh, he's a very lefty dominant point guard, but he has a smooth shot. He wasn't a crazy good shooter uh, efficiency wise uh, this past season um, overseas, but he definitely has a very good shot. He's great in transition. He's a great ball handler. He's He's got a great IQ for his age and someone that's played against very good talent um, overseas for the last three years since he's been, what, 15, 16 years old. And I think he could be a very good passer in the NBA. He showed that he has great court vision overseas this year as well. And I think Detroit just needs something here. There's some other guys. They could maybe go RJ Hampton here. They could maybe even go Aneka Okongwu here. But I think they need somebody that has that high ceiling. They need to kind of hit that home run on this pick. And I don't know if that could be a Okongwu, who's maybe a more safer prospect than Killian Hayes. But I think they need something, and they're going to go with Killian Hayes here at 6. So moving on to Chicago here at 7. I'm going to have them go Isaac Okoro uh, out of Auburn, who's a great perimeter defender. He's strong. He's quick. He's athletic on the defensive end. I love his perimeter defense from what I saw at Auburn this year. And I think he could be a very good defender in the NBA. Is his shot going to come around? We're going to have to wait and see on that if he could be a good enough 3 and D guy because Chicago, they just drafted a point guard 7th overall last year. And yeah, it's, I forgot to mention, they have the 7th overall pick for the 4th uh, year in a row now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, so they drafted Kobe White last year. They already have Zach Levine, who's kind of been their number one option. They have Otto Porter, who's going to probably be in his last year of his contract. I don't know if Chicago, because he's going to opt in, but I don't know if Chicago is going to bring him back in the 2021 offseason. They have Lowry Marketing at the 4 and Wendell Carter at the 5. So I think Isaac Okoro, they can kind of groom him to be potentially that long-term small forward for that team if they do like him a lot. Maybe they would go Devin Vassell here from Florida State. But I do like Isaac Okoro's defense a little bit more than Vassell, but I think Vassell is going to be a better shooter in the NBA. So take what you want or take what you will on that. I'm going to have Chicago take Isaac Okoro here, who could potentially be that auto-porter replacement in the 2022 NBA season. 
And this is kind of the perfect scenario for Charlotte here at pick eight, where they can draft Oneka Okonwu out of uh, USC. Now, Charlotte uh, definitely needs, with Bismack Biombo probably not coming back after this offseason, Cody Zeller having one year left, and they kind of have that hole at the center position. They drafted PJ Washington in the 2019 draft, who had a pretty solid and kind of surprising rookie year, and then they have Miles Bridges at the three. They're still trying to get what they can out of him. They have kind of their backcourt of Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier as of now, but uh, like I've said, like you shouldn't rely on those guys, to, or you those guys shouldn't make you not want to draft a point guard for the future or a shooting guard, but I think Okomu is kind of the perfect pick for him, or a perfect pick for the Charlotte Hornets here. I think I could see them maybe trading up in this draft to get him if they don't win and they can grab uh, James Wiseman, but some people view Oneka Okomu as a better player than James Wiseman. He's a great defender. He's super athletic. He's smart. He's great around the rim. He's a good shot blocker. He gets in the passing lanes. He can steal the ball, and he's got good footwork for a big man as well and i think this would be a great pick for charlotte i think this is like literally the best case scenario if they don't win the lottery for them at pick eight for a kongwu to fall to them here and then they could have a washington okongwu front court for the time being and then obviously they're going to try to make the playoffs next year once again um as they were okay this year but then they kind of fell off uh towards the end i thought they were going to be the worst team in the league by far but Devonte graham's emergence and pj washington being a pretty solid rookie had something to say about that but yeah i'm gonna have the charlotte hornets select Neka akonwu here with the eighth pick in the draft so coming in at pick nine i'm gonna have the washington wizards this one is a tough pick as well because there's a bunch of players still on the board that I think they could take, but maybe because they already have their backcourt figured out, they wouldn't. So I'm going to have them go Devin Vassell here out of Florida State, and maybe I shouldn't say Devin Vassells because maybe that's how you pronounce it, so I apologize, but this guy could shoot, this guy could defend. He's a 3 and D guy. I think Washington, like Isaac Okoro or Devin Vassell would be a great pick for them at 9 in this draft. And I think they need all the defensive help they can get. If you watch them this year, they were the worst defensive team in the league. They had the highest defensive rating and they need defenders. They're with John Wall coming back next year and they're probably gonna want to bring back Davis Bertans. They're gonna try to make the playoffs definitely next year with Bradley Beal still being one of the top 30 players in the NBA. Rui Hashimura didn't have all that bad of a rookie season. They have uh, potential solid bench guys in Thomas Bryant and Troy Brown Jr. and maybe a Smith. Uh, so I think Devin Vassell could be a nice small forward for them, someone that could play defense. And then when kind of Wall and Beal are doing their own things with the ball in their hands, he can kind of be on that perimeter, get the kick out, and hit an open three. So I'm going to have Devin Vassell go here at nine to the Wizards. Now still on the clock here at pick, pick 10, I'm going to have the Phoenix Suns select Cole Anthony, point guard out of UNC. I'm high on Cole Anthony. He's a my number five guy in this draft, I believe. I think he's my number five, number five or six, but I'm pretty sure I put him at five at this moment. I like Cole Anthony. I do. I think his athleticism, his, his I guess, offensive ceiling, I think is very high. I think he wasn't a bad defender at all this year in UNC where he got hurt multiple times. UNC wasn't a good roster at all uh, throughout the year. And I think just if you watch them play, his shot selection wasn't the greatest, but look at what he was dealing with. They would call for a high screen, 10 seconds into the shot clock, they would get nothing out of it, and he would be forced to take uh, just a pull-up through with the guy in his face with the shot clock winding down. It happened so many times. It was not a well-coached uh, team by Roy Williams this year. He, I don't think he did a good job personally. They weren't very talented. They had a lot of injuries, and I think he was in a poor position there, and I think maybe in Phoenix, 
He could be Rubio's replacement in two years. I think he has very good offensive potential. He's a good shooter. He was good from three, and he was good from the line. His field goal percentage wasn't great because he had to take a lot of bad shots, a lot of bad mid-rangers, which I'm not denying. He definitely did. But I think he's a good ball handler. He definitely has to uh, kind of come down on his turnovers a little bit. I think he's a great transition player. I think he could play off of Devin Booker, or Devin Booker, I should say, could play off him. And I think he'd be a nice long-term point guard. And coming into this year... A lot of people thought Cole Anthony could go number one overall in this draft, and he's definitely fallen off. We'll see how he does in the combine and in his uh, individual workouts with these teams, but I think Phoenix, this would be a great pick for them at 10, and he could be the long-term uh, point guard uh, as well as playing alongside Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden for years to come there in Phoenix. So that's who I have them taking if they were to get the 10th pick, which I think is an absolute steal. So on to 11 here. The San Antonio Spurs. Aaron Nesmith here out of Vanderbilt. Now, there's a player that maybe I think could have gone uh, at this pick, but maybe the Spurs wouldn't take a guard, and maybe he should have gone higher. Uh, but this is just my mock draft, not my big board. Uh, but we'll get to that pick next. I think I'll have the Kings taking him. But yeah, Aaron Nesmith, who is a great shooter. His season did end early at Vanderbilt with a broken foot, I believe. But he's a lockdown shooter. DeMar DeRozan is going to probably opt into his player option here in the 2020 offseason, but he will be a free agent in 2021. And then maybe the Spurs are going to start to rebuild. And then obviously they have one of the best player development staffs in the league. And with DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Bryn Forbes, Patty Mills, their backcourt is just super crowded. So I didn't want him to take a uh, guard here. I also thought about Precious Achua here at 11, but I'm going to have them take Aaron Nesmith, who's a great shooter. His defense is definitely going to have to come around. I think he's pretty solid with the ball in his hands. I think he could be a good shot creator. I definitely need to watch more film on Aaron Nesmith, so I don't want to make uh, a super big reaction here, and I, I'm just not knowing what I'm saying, but I know he's been a good shooter from what I'm seeing. Uh, he's a good free throw shooter, I believe, and his, uh, his form is great, so I'm going to have him going to the Spurs at 11, and the player that I said that fell, that maybe I just thought of, and maybe I just forgot about him, maybe Detroit would take him at 6, or Chicago at 7, or maybe Minnesota at 5. Minnesota at 5 could take this guy, uh, but I, I'm going to have Tyrese Halliburton go here to Sacramento, uh, he is in my top six. I believe he is my fourth player in this draft. Uh, but I'm going to have him go to Phoenix here at 12. And it definitely, this would be a steal for them. He's probably going to go top five in this draft. I just, I kind of forgot about him. But then I also thought maybe Minnesota would go Obi Top and maybe Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta, instead of taking Denny of D, I would take him here at four. That honestly could be something. Maybe I should have did that. Now I'm regretting that. But hey, I'm doing this live. So uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to make mistakes. So good thing I'm not drafting for the Atlanta Hawks in a couple months. Good thing it's Travis Schlank and not me. Uh, but yeah, Tyrese Halliburton going to the Kings here. I guess this would be the best fit for him because they do have their backcourt in De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald, you never know, could request a trade at one point and maybe they would want maybe more of a small forward. Could be the Harrison Barnes replacement down the line or they would maybe go for a center if they don't think Rashawn Holmes could be the future there. Uh, who knows? Or obviously Bagley has a lot of question marks at the four as well. But Halliburton... He's a good defender. He's a great ball handler. He's amazing in, um, in transition. He's great at finishing around the rim. The shot is definitely questionable, but I think it could come around. And he is a very good player. He's my number five guy. Or no, I think he's my fourth player in this draft. Uh, I have, if you were curious, Lamelo at one, Edwards at two. I believe Wiseman at three. Yeah, Wiseman at three. Halliburton at four. Or no, Killian Hayes at four. Or Halliburton at four. And then 
um, whoever um, that at five that I didn't have at four, and then I have Cole Anthony at six. Uh, I should probably know that, but I already forgot what my rankings were. I got to kind of go look at it, but I'm pretty sure it's maybe Killian Hayes at four and Halliburton at five. But yeah, Halliburton going here at 12 to the Kings is probably one of the biggest steals in this draft. I definitely could see him going in the top three. I know Golden State, I heard, really likes him as well. I think he's a smart high IQ player. He was a sophomore at Iowa State this year, and I'm going to have him going 12 to the Sacramento Kings. So moving on to 13 here, I'm going to have the Pelicans take another point guard. So many point guards in this draft. I'm going to have them take Kira Lewis out of Alabama, who I kind of like a little bit more than maybe somebody else you could have think uh, that could have gone here, like a Tyrese Maxey or a Nico Mannion. But I'm going to have, I think it's Kier. I know it's not Kira. I think it's Kier it's it's not Kira. I know I'm butchering that, so I do apologize um, if that offends you. But yeah, I'm going to have Lewis go here to the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball is going to be a free agent in 2021. We'll see what his market's at. If the Pelicans are going to give him, maybe he's going to ask for 15 mil. Is he going to get that? I don't know. We'll see. So maybe they could take that potential replacement here at 13 because they have their shooting guards as of now with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, Drew Holiday. They have their small forward in Brandon Ingram, power forward in Zion, centers with favors who if they bring back, and then Jackson Hayes who they drafted in the lottery last year. So I think they could go for that backup point guard. I like Frank Jackson. I think he's definitely an underutilized player in the NBA. But if they are going to go for that guy who's great in transition, they're a running gun team, especially with Zion and Lonzo. And you play Kira Lewis and Lonzo, oh my god, they're going to be running the floor like crazy. Lewis loves playing in transition, and I think this would be a very nice pick for the Pelicans here at 13. Now moving on to 14 here, the Portland Trailblazers desperately need a wing. Uh, they're probably not going to win the lottery here if they are at 14. But I'm going to have them go RJ Hampton, who could play the two. Maybe you could play him as the three in some lineups uh, from the NBL this year. And guys, remember, this is not a big board. I do have RJ Hampton in head of Mike and head of Kieran Lewis on my big board. So having him at 14 and Lewis at 13 doesn't mean I like Lewis more. It's just what I think these teams can do. And the draft isn't for another four months. So I have no idea what these teams are going to do. This was just for fun. So I'm going to have Hampton go to the Trailblazers at 14. Maybe he's a safety valve if they decide to trade CJ McCollum and then they can kind of slide him into the two and then they could figure out uh, whatever they get from McCollum maybe at the three or the four they could desperately use or definitely use not probably desperately because yeah they have Zach Collins coming back from injury um, at the four they have Nurkic coming back from injury at the five they obviously have the backcourt that you know of so small forward it's definitely has some question marks is it Nasir Little it's probably not going to be Trevor Ariza or Mario Hazonia so they definitely need help I think they would love Aaron Nesmith here at 14 but I don't think he falls to them here maybe they would like Devin Vassell, I don't know if they would trade up, or maybe they like Josh Green, I don't know. So there could definitely be a bunch of guys they could take here at 14, but I'm going to have that taking RJ Hampton. So that is going to wrap out my lottery mock draft here. It was only going to be a lottery. I probably should have mentioned that, that it wasn't going to be a full first rounder, but it was going to be a lottery one. So this was my mock draft 4.0. If you are on YouTube, you can kind of see it. Uh, I do have it in an Excel spreadsheet, but if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Pods, I I can just, I'm just going to rattle off the picks uh, if you in case you forgot any. So at one, I have the Golden State Warriors selecting Anthony Edwards. At two, the New York Knicks selecting Lamella Ball. Three, the Cleveland Cavaliers selecting James Wiseman. Four, the Atlanta Hawks selecting Denny Avdia. Five, the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Obi Toppin. Six, the Detroit Pistons selecting Killian Hayes. Seven, the Chicago Bulls selecting Isaac Okoro. Eight, the Charlotte Hornets. Great pick for them here, taking Oneka Okongwu if he were to fall. Uh, nine, the Washington Wizards taking Devin Vassell. 10, the Phoenix Suns selecting Cole Anthony. 11, the San Antonio Spurs selecting Aaron Nesmith. 12, the Sacramento Kings selecting Tyrese Halliburton. 13, the New Orleans Pelicans 
selecting Kira Lewis. I, I know it's not Kira. I'm sorry for butchering that. And then 14, the Portland Trailblazers selecting RJ Hampton. So that is going to be my mock draft 4.0, the lottery edition there. If you guys are on YouTube, feel free to comment what you think could happen. Maybe give me your top five, or if you're feeling like you want to type some stuff out, give me your whole lottery mock draft with this maybe order. That'd be pretty cool. And drop a like if you guys are enjoying the podcast. And if you're on Spotify, if you guys could drop a follow, that would mean a lot to me. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could drop a rating interview, that means even more to me. And I appreciate you guys' support on this. I've been liking doing these once a week. I think next week I might ask Christian to come on again. We could do another redraft because you guys seem to be enjoying those. So be on the lookout for that. So yeah, thank you all for listening and coming out today for episode 31. Hope you guys enjoyed my mock draft 4.0. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.